When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce Ng. Joyce, it's the moment we've been waiting for. Our Golden Globes winner's predictions. Mm, really? So much fun. The Hollywood Foreign Press has been waiting with bated breath to hear what we have to say. They've been waiting to get back on TV. It's going to be a great ceremony. Quentin Tarantino, Anna DeArmas, Jamie Lee Curtis, they're all going to be there. And they have like a special musical guest now too? Yeah, who is that? I forgot. I'm, I'm so sorry. I forgot her name. You Let me did see. it and then you forgot. You, you laid it I up. I mean, you know, I just glanced at it yesterday and then I was like... <laughs> Let me see. It's like we're back from break. It's like it's January, like yeah, at least a week to get into this. Um, Chloe Flower, right? She recently performed at the Kennedy Center Honors. I mean, it's pretty impressive lineup of stars, Joyce. Uh, Like I said, Anna Darmas, Jamie Lee Curtis, Quentin Tarantino, Nisi Nash Betts, Billy Porter, Coleman Domingo, uh, Poker Face star Natasha Leone. Um, you know, Peacock stay in the family. Love it. Like, is she going to uh, do the Glass Onion clip? I don't think so. I think she's going to do the Poker Face, which I've watched screeners of, Joyce, and is a delight. Uh, one of my um, favorites. I, well, you know, speaking of murder mysteries, I rewatched Glass Onion. Yes, so did I. What do you think? My, well, I rewatched it by myself anyway. Okay. But um, on New Year's Day, I watched it with my friends who hadn't seen it yet. Okay. So the 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 general public discourse over this movie is very funny to me now, now that it's out on Netflix. It's strange, right? But my friend, she um she was she liked it, but she was disappointed that she uh clocked Edward Norton, spoiler alert. <laughs> well, but then I was like, okay, but like when the cast was announced, most people clocked Edward Norton, even as they, a joke, they, you know? Well, it, it's funny. I read an interview yesterday with uh, Ryan Johnson on Vulture.com, Joyce. And he basically said the whole, you watch it. I mean, the movie, he gives away the whole movie. Oh yeah. Well, that's like, the whole point. That's like the metaphor. Though, like he, he's not hiding anything. No, nothing is hiding about it. <laughs> it's a glass uh, onion. <laughs> we watched it. We watched it with uh, my, Case's parents. My in-laws were here for Christmas trips. So we watched it with them. We had watched the Knives Out because uh, I bought it on 4K Blu-ray because you know I love physical media, and uh, watched Knives Out first and then Glass Onion. I I like Knives Out better. I've decided. Oh, I've I- always even after when I uh, saw Glass Onion two months ago now. Um, I I had a good time, but I still prefer the first one. 
it's definitely I think the first one's better. And the reason I think I I realized is I think the cast is better. Oh, no, I well, so I think we talked about this last time or months ago, but right. I like one of not not an issue, but like a a thing for me was that I think the first movie's cast like it was larger too and I know this one was probably smaller because of COVID but the first one I felt like they made better use of all the characters and the cast and everyone had like a memorable moment you really got to know them and here it's really kind of focused uh, outside of Benoit Blanc two characters really yeah so and it it felt like that's the that's the difference to me but a great enjoyable movie Mm -hmm. Uh, well it won the Golden Globe I don't believe it will. And I'm, I'm now I'm not even sure it's going to get an Oscar nomination. So we're not talking about the Oscars yet. I have so much more. Uh, I've made a lot of changes, let's say. Some I haven't even done that because I got distracted. So I have to do these live. And who yeah. knows, we're recording this six days before the ceremony. Yes. So I might make some more changes. Who knows? These are not maybe not final final, but they're mostly final, I would say. So we'll start with film. And then I know usually we do like a TV separate, but because we have so much to do, because uh, there's just a lot of shows, Joy, SAG nominees coming next up. Week next week is very week. busy. <laughs> so we're going to do TV and film together. We're going to start with film. So if you're watching this and you're like, man, I love TV, uh, just skip ahead. But the film one is what I think we're going to have most fun with, let's say. We're going to have um, in in our stats, like the, the TV section is just going to have a huge drop off. Yeah, for sure. For, for sure. Uh, so film drama, Joyce. I'm going to start with a bang. I've got Elvis winning. Um. Well, well. let's read the nominees. Okay. So the nominees <laughs> were Avatar, uh, Elvis, The Fablemans, Tar, and Top Gun Maverick. And I went with Elvis. Um. So I haven't touched this since, like, nominations. Sure. Um, I had just uh, put in at the time Fablemans because it was the only one that got into director and screenplay sure um but I want to put something else and I don't know what (laughs) well I mean Avatar would be maybe the option because Avatar I I know that it's a very popular pick for a lot of people and I do have it in second here um when I did these on December 13th right um before the movie even came out and now is a closing in on two billion worldwide. Uh, King of the world wins again. Don't bet oh, against James Cameron. That's what they told us, Joyce. <laughs> um, so and like this is you know basically what happened last time with the first Avatar in yes. one film and he won director. So I can see it happening again with recency bias, but then I'm also like it doesn't really even though it's such a huge success it doesn't really have like the new novelty factor of the first one. So I don't know if they'll necessarily go back to it. Um, And then I thought about Elvis because um, not to go ahead into director, but I was like, Boslerman can really win director. <laughs> and I'm like, what if they pair them up? <laughs> um, but then over break, I also rewatched your favorite film of 2022 twice top gun maverick let's go and i'm like what if that just wins well i'll tell you what spoiler alert for my my sag predictions which we'll do in another episode but top gun maverick is going to factor into that one pretty heavily i think oh mine too so uh, i'm not i would not be surprised if top gun maverick won and i do think it could very easily win uh i would almost have it in third right now the reason i put elvis in first for me is i just think it's 
I have it getting another win, and and that's Austin Butler. So spoiler alert there. Apologies to Brendan Fraser. Um, and I think, like you said, Baz Luhrmann is a serious contender for director. I just think it feels like the most Globesy movie. And I think it's better in almost every facet than Bohemian Rhapsody. And that that one is just in my head. And I'm like, they clearly like that kind of movie. And this is a better version of that kind of movie. And these other movies, I think, are... I just think there's going to be too much of a split between Avatar and Top Gun. I think there could be. And that's why I put Elvis ahead. I don't think there's a lot of passion for the Fablemans from this group. Um, no basis no. for that. Just... And like, but, but yeah, I have too many options. We didn't even mention Tar. Tar, I think, has no chance. There. And watch it um... But I, <laughs> I would put that in a steady fifth. I would have it. Uh, uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. Should I just do Top Gun? I don't know. I mean, go for it. Like you said, these aren't final, so you could change it. Uh <laughs> They're they're final. They're right final now. in quotes. on January fourth. Right. <laughs> I don't even know if I want to do a split though. I think Top Gun has less of a chance because Kaczynski didn't get in for director. Not that it matters, but maybe it does. Um. Yeah. I I think people are holding Tom Cruise's snub against it, but then I don't know. I don't it's, know. It is. Like, I mean, I will say again, another movie that it, over the break it felt like all I heard was people being like. Man, Top Gun rules. People love it, and it has not died down. Not even Avatar has slowed the top. I mean, I told you when when it hit that Thursday when it dropped on Paramount Plus. I was with my friend who I took to see the movie on my birthday for his birthday present two years on because that's what he asked for in 2020. Um, And then he was just like, "Oh, I just want to watch the end one day, steal the jet." (laughs) So he just fast forwarded it. Can't knock it. Great rooster, baby. My I got a text from my buddy. But then also like, ever since gun. then, ever since then, he's just been <laughs> like quoting Hangman. Um, when he's just like, "I'm good, rooster. I'm very good." Just the great, a great Glenn Powell performance. Uh, we're sleeping on this, and that's why I think it'll rate at SAG. But right now, I'm sticking with Elvis because I just think Elvis feels like the Globesy thing. I could see the headlines, and they really another movie that I think again. We talked about this a lot for a while. Everything Everywhere, Elvis and Top Gun, for whatever reason, probably because they were theatrical releases that were in theaters for so long, have really stuck, I feel like. They're just not going away. They're hanging around. Um, yeah, and all box office successes. Right. They all had their time to shine. Yeah. Um, I mean, like Elvis and Top Gun overlapped for like oh, a month. Yeah, they did. Or or like they were a month apart. But I I'm gonna I'm gonna put Top Gun in first for now. Go for it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll just keep it there. Love um, it. Uh, so far, so we started with the bang choice <laughs> uh, for best film drama actress. Uh, the nominees were Kate Blanchett, Michelle Williams, Viola Davis, Anna de Armas, and Olivia Coleman. And I have Kate Blanchett. Same. Uh, I'm gonna have Kate Blanchett all over the place. I just think that this is uh, she is. No one has really stepped up to to take her down, and I think it just seems like the most obvious winner even maybe more so than Kiyu Kwan though I have him winning later as well a spoiler alert um I just don't I think I I have currently Michelle Williams in second but I can actually see Ana de Armas upsetting her I'm not predicting it but I have Michelle Williams in second like that's more viable like sure why not uh, I mean, she definitely that movie and or like her specifically, not the movie necessarily, but she has a lot more international support for her yeah. performance than she has domestically. 
and I'll give it, I'm going to say we've, we've mocked the Globes and everyone has mocked them. I would say one of the things I do, uh, having her nominated here, I think is good because while the movie was uh, divisive would be kind, then not, not the most beloved movie. Uh, everyone like gave a, like a hat tip to Anna de Armas and yeah, like her, her ink was always good. And she's really not going to get recognized probably anywhere else so that she's nominated here, I think is very nice. She could, I mean, maybe she'll be BAFTA? long listed at BAFTA. Yeah. Like she did get into yeah. London Critics. Right. Um, so, uh, anyway. yeah. Kate Blanchett, congratulations on your Golden Globe, Kate, I guess. Uh, for Best Film Drama Actor, I spoiled this earlier, Joyce, but I have Austin Butler winning. The other nominees are Brendan Fraser, Bill Nye, Hugh Jackman, and Jeremy Pope. Um, yeah, I mean, I've always had him here, so. Yeah. I almost think that Bill Nye is in second. And I think because he's British. (laughs) I do. And I think if there was an upset here, it would be Bill Nye, not Brendan Fraser. Um, I mean, those are definitely the top three, let's say. Certainly. No (laughs) offense to Jeremy Pope and Hugh Jackman, who are both very good performers. But I just think the buzz on Brendan, the whale is kind of uh, not, not, not sustained a lot of buzz, Joyce. Um, I mean, I think it's it's doing fine. Um, it's it's very uh, about well, my friend saw it mm-hmm. over break too. She did not know what to expect, and then she texted me, um, and all she wrote was, "I just watched a whale," and then she sent the straight line emoji face. Mm. That's a that's a good uh good uh review. That's a good letterbox yeah. review. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, she uh she had a lot of thoughts on it. And she was going to see it with her mom, but her mom tested positive for COVID. Uh-huh. But then she told her mom, he's like, I will not recommend it for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think I think it is being seen. Um, like it's it's box offices. Uh, it's it's done better than some other prestige movies this fall, let's say. So Certainly. and I think it is very... Uh, broadly appealing like it's divisive but i think like you you understand why people like it um yes. and then there's obviously the other factor of like are they gonna try to make it up to brendan fraser so i kind of feel like they i don't know if that's gonna be on their mind i don't know i have no Neither. idea and then well so also obviously they've added like 100 voting members to right. this right so i don't know if these people care about past globe history um you know like especially when they were not part of that either and then i also think because there are more voters now it really might diminish the upsets that you might expect right because it's just gonna like you you need more votes it might build more consensus you know when there's only like 98 people chances are higher for an upset so I feel like we might get a lot of chalk winners. Maybe. I think I think so. Uh, for best, I lost my page. Oh, no. Next up, Joyce. Best film comedy musical. The nominees are Everything Everywhere, The Banshees of Inisherin, Glass Onion, Babylon, and Triangle of Sadness. And I have Everything Everywhere All at Once winning. Um. So I have that right now but i think this is one of the tight races obviously because banshees has eight nominations yes could do really well would not be surprised if it won at all 
Yeah. So I think I put everything everywhere here last month because it's like the bigger movie. And I think they could just split it. Like they could get, give each movie three awards. Right. That's what we were, that, that was my guess. Um, but they also, I mean, like they, you know, like Banshees just because it has eight nominations doesn't need to win a lot or all of them. No. I'm like Cole Mountain that had eight nominations, um, you know, didn't do that well. And, but, but they, they also love Martin McDonough and three billboards, one, four globes. <laughs> I, and it can win the same four, like yes. film lead supporting and screenplay. I can definitely see it. I think if this is an incredibly close race, I would say, let me look on our odds. I think most people are pretty much split. Let's see. Uh, Nineteen hundred votes for everything everywhere. About eight hundred votes for Banshees, which doesn't sound close, but it's way closer than a lot of these other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think they'll go everything everywhere because of what you just said previously. It's a bigger group, and I think the consensus is everything everywhere, and people are just kind of rubber stamping that through at this point. We've seen so many critics groups just be like, "Everything everywhere, there it is again." So I kind of feel like they're just going to go with the herd. Um. Yeah, but that's I my, mean, they, they clearly do like Banshees, and it is definitely their type of, for sure. Film. So, I also think it's a know. new New Globes choice. This would is be a great. It, it would be a great sign to show that it's a New Globes. How how is it? How does it show it's a New Globes? I don't know that they're not picking like the white guys in the movie talking to each other. They're gonna save that for Elvis. Um. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do Banshees. Okay. <laughs> You're not sure that it's a new globes. It's it's the same globes with more members. <laughs> okay. okay. More voting members. Uh I I'm not I can't I'm not I don't think that's a wrong impre- instinct to put Banshees in first. I'm gonna stick with everything everywhere though. Uh for best film comedy musical actress. The nominees are Michelle Yeoh, Margot Robbie, Leslie Manville, Anya Taylor Joy, and Emma Thompson. And I have Michelle Yeoh winning. Um, yeah, I don't know. But also is there to say? Not much. I think Emma Thompson would maybe be a strong runner-up choice. I have Anya in second. Interesting. I'm biased against that movie, so I have her in last. But I did like her in the movie. I know, I'm sorry. I have Margo in, in Okay, second. I have Margo in third. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it'll be It'll be a great moment. I'm sure her speech will be great. Yeah, she's really good at this campaigning stuff. So we'll be interesting to see like this will be this is why, again, having the televised awards back and having the Globes here is interesting. Like we said, they've kind of split, I feel like more so than not the critics groups, right? Like Kate and, and Michelle have won pretty. Yeah, like like back comes for no one. Right. Uh, but it feels like Kate's going to steamroll. But if Michelle, once we get to televised awards, but if Michelle gives a great speech here, it's very easy to imagine a world where she could really gather a lot of momentum, I would say. I mean, I think it's pretty evenly split between them as we head into that. I think the, because I think the the general feeling is that they'll each win a globe, right? Right. And then most people have Michelle winning SAG. Mm-hmm. Um and most people think Kate will win BAFTA. Right. Um, and then there's Critics' Choice, who where they could tie. So. Right. Um, so I think that's kind of, 
I don't know if want is the right word because I'm sure, you know, the stands for each person and each film will just want their fave to steamroll. But I think that's more exciting if they do split that way heading into the Oscars. Definitely. So, um, but yeah, I think they'll they'll each check off the globe. For sure. The ledger next week. Uh, for best film, comedy, musical actor choice, Colin Farrell, Daniel Craig, Diego Calva, Ray Fiennes, and Adam Driver. And I have Colin Farrell winning here. This seems like one of the most obvious picks. I mean, nothing, nothing else to say. Like, just a lot of these categories are pretty secure. Pretty, pretty chalked. Uh, I have Daniel Craig in second. Um, same. I mean, really fun performance. Love him. Love Benoit Blanc. More Benoit Blanc, Joyce. Can't wait for uh, Knives Out three. Um, I know. Like, they where will they go next? Because they were in the U.S in the first one and then in europe in the second one are they gonna go to asia well that's the like, only the problem with that hemisphere? is i feel like maybe but like mike white said that white lotus season three might go to japan so i feel like are they just is he going to be chasing mike white because we did the same kind of progression well white lotus is chasing knives out because yeah but now it's not though right because like white lotus well, no because this season they, fil- they filmed like white lotus season two came out first right but they filmed glass onion last summer sure but i'm just we saying they knew, came out first we knew it was filming in greece it wasn't a surprise no but like it came out first yeah but it wasn't like it it was filming when white lotus season one was airing right but now we know that mike white said japan for white lotus season three maybe so then now ryan johnson what's he gonna i mean do? they what should about- just really go like make it like a rom-com situation with benoit and philip aka hugh grant would be great so uh, what if they went to space is it too soon to go to space it's too soon to go to space that's mm-hmm. that's like a the fifth installment okay really and then they should just use the title card from endgame when it's space what if they did oh no infinity war right which one is it infinity yeah infinity war, war i think what if they did uh so we had like a fall setting and like a summer setting. So we got to do a different season, I feel like, too. So what if we did like a, a ski, like House of Gucci-esque ski? Well, that would just be in like Austria or yeah. like Switzerland. Or or like the Rockies, the American West, Joyce. I feel like Aspen is so overdone. I mean, could be fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I think spring would be the hardest to do. Yeah. Because it's just like nice weather you know like april 25th the perfect date you just need a yeah, white jacket right right so, so yeah this is for film supporting actors choice which combines drama and comedy into one category the nominees are jamie lee curtis carrie condon angela bassett dolly DeLeon, and carrie mulligan and joyce i have angela bassett winning here against jamie lee curtis i went with angela um this is one of the few categories that's up in the air yeah. Although I'm sure after the ceremony, we'll all in like 2020 hindsight just be like, that was so obvious. Right. It seems like it's a three person. No matter who wins. <laughs> between Jamie Lee, Carrie Condon, and Angela Bassett. Jamie Lee is in first in our odds, Carrie Condon in second, and Angela Bassett in third. Um. So I have Carrie. Okay. And I have Dolly in second and Jamie in third. I think Jamie is first in the odds, right? She is. But very yeah. close. This is there's less than a hundred. Yeah, this is this is a hard one. Separating these two. Um, I just I don't know if 
everything everywhere will win three acting awards i don't think it will i think the reason everybody i don't even had... know if that's ever happened i know it's happened in tv at the globes but i don't know if it's ever happened in film at the globes so the reason everyone had her winning i think is because she's basically miss golden globe Joyce. yeah she's a huge supporter of the hfpa yeah she's won two um this is her eighth nomination right so it just seems like that more than anything else is why people have her winning. Carrie Condon has the beloved movie as well and probably the better performance slash even though Stephanie Sue isn't nominated here, I still think Jamie Lee Curtis is like by osmosis competing with her here because she's like just in the same movie with her, right? So like, I don't know. I, I put Angela Bassett in first because I think those two might split the votes enough that Angela Bassett pops to the top. Um... Well, I have Dolly in second because I think she could just be like the cool, cool like Euro choice. Certainly likely, but are the Globes cool Euros? I guess would be my. That's like that's the vibe they they generate typically. That's the vibe they want to generate, but do they succeed? But like that's that's the type of pick that would win. You know? Yeah. It's like when they did Aaron Taylor Johnson for Nocturnal Animals. Oh, certainly, yeah. So, yeah. And um, great movie, great score. Uh, I I love you know love the ATJs just winning Globes. We have two ATJs who have won Globes. Yeah. So yeah, great. Stuff. Future Bond, if you if you believe Puck, Joyce, he maybe he talked to the Broccoli's of being Bond. Um, I mean, I you know, will, will I watch his Bond era? Because I know Daniel Craig's. If you watch Bullet Train, it's a pretty compelling, uh, you know, audition reel for him as Bond, I'd say. I mean, I've seen Age of Ultron. How about that? Mm, not not as good. Okay. You didn't see that coming. Uh, this is a fun cat. Like you said, I think when, when this comes down to it, like, it'll be obvious. But I do think there's a case for four of these people to win. Carrie Mulligan, no offense. I love your performance, but I don't think you have as much of a shot as the other it'll be very funny if she does win because people thought she would win for promising young woman and she did not (laughs) uh so we'll look forward to seeing that one for 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 supporting actor joyce and i'm your k kwan for everything everywhere brendan gleason for banshees barry keoghan for banshees brad pitt for babylon and eddie redmayne for the good nurse and i have keo kwan winning for everything everywhere yeah again nothing to say We'll love it as a TV moment. I think if Brendan Gleeson wins, I wouldn't be surprised because of the Globes. But I do think Kwan still is probably safe here. I don't know. Yeah, I just, I don't really. I mean, maybe like three months ago, I could have made an argument, a better argument for Brendan upsetting here. But I just don't see I, that anymore. I, I, the other problem I think for Brendan as an upset pick in any of these awards is that Unlike like last year, we had Cody Smith-McPhee and Jesse Plemons, right? We're ended up being nominated together. And there's been a lot of double male nominees in this category. But I think Barry Hugan is so good in Banshees. And like, I think that could, like, it's hard to pick a favorite there. So if you're a Banshees well, fan. Like his, Brendan's problem, I guess, is that Barry manifested himself early on in the season as opposed to Jesse even though I did, I, I was predicting Jesse Plemons in December 2021, but it wasn't until he got that BAFTA nomination that people started predicting him for the Oscars, you know? 
Um, yeah, and- no, you're, he mani- I think he's manifesting because he's so much, he's just so good. It's like undeniable. Barry. Yeah, like I think if if Barry had not gotten in here or he's he was more of like a, a hope diction, like fringe contender right now, that would be better for Brendan. But like they've been getting in everywhere basically. Yep. So the, it is harder for him um to win um here but yeah i don't know so next up choice we have best director this one is is uh tough it seems but the nominees are steven spielberg the daniels james cameron martin mcdonough and baz lerman i'm sticking with spielberg for no other reason than i just think it's like that has become the Jane Campion thing where it's just like, hey, we love Steve. We're going to give Steven Spielberg a high five here from this group. But I have Baz Luhrmann in second. Well, he's still not Jane, though, because she was winning everything. He well, I think that barely he, won anything. Yeah, no, I understand that. But I think there's a I think it's different because of the critic component. No critic is going to give Steven Spielberg a, a best director where they're going to stick to the Daniels for whatever reason. Uh, but I have Baz Luhrmann in second because I think you were right on. I think you could, could easily win here. <laughs> um i i I don't know i mean i guess i originally had spielberg so i guess i could just keep him (laughs) um it's hard well because now now that i've switched to top gun maverick i can't even match here so the last time there was a split was um bow rap for obvious reasons and uh alfonso cromone one mm-hmm. director paroma um but yeah they've they've matched with drama pictures since then um i could see this um i guess if spielberg does win i can see this being like his scorsese hugo globe i mean that's i kind of think yes like you know that's, i just feel like that's how it's gonna go um and then he ends up losing the oscar (laughs) well i don't think i don't think he's gonna lose the oscar but i mean we'll see so i don't i um, yeah i don't know i mean i can also see the daniels winning i mean if the daniels win i think that's like a big deal to me with this group with with this group um, of nominees i think if they actually won it would be like significant I know, but then I just went off of it from like film. So, because even I went to Banshees to, for film, I, I don't think Martin is winning this. No. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'll just keep Spielberg. I, I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> uh, for best film screenplay, Joyce, the nominees are Banshees, Everything Everywhere, The Fablemans, Women Talking, and Tar. And here I have Banshees winning with Mark McDonough. Uh, yeah. So uh, this feels like very safe, even if everything everywhere wins elsewhere. I think that the the screenplay one will go here. Not sure how this will play out at the Oscars, but I think good safe bet for the Globes. Yeah. Um. Again, uh, nothing really to add. I don't know. Uh, for animated feature, we have uh, three more Globes film categories, Joyce, including anim- four more, excuse me, and before we get to TV. Uh, but for animated feature, Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell, Turning Red, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, 
and Inuo. I have Pinocchio winning, but I got to tell you, I really thought about putting Puss in Boots up in here. Get a little NBC Universal synergy here at the Globes. Not that it's corrupt, though. Um, listen, a lot of people like that movie. Would would the the plausible deniability there, Joyce? People like it. Uh, no, but uh, I have Pinocchio winning. Yeah, Pinocchio so. <laughs> winning. Seemingly a locked-in uh, win here. People really like Pinocchio. Uh, for foreign language film, which they have here at the Golden Globes, the nominees are RRR, All Quiet on the Western Front, Decision to Leave, Close, and Argentina 1985. And Joyce, I have All Quiet on the Western Front winning. Um, I have that in second. I have RRR in first. And I could see either of them. I had RRR in first, and then I watched All Quiet on the Western Front over break. And now I think it's going to win here. And I think it's going to get a well, best picture nomination. Well, that's just what you do. You're and I think it's going to get a, It just is, I think, I feel like we're hope-dicting RRR a little too much. I'm not even, like, hope-dicting it, I think. Like, I think, I think uh, they both have appeal to... I think we as a we as the collective we are hoping that oh yeah no yeah the internet for sure so I think when the reality all quiet on the western front is like way more of an award safe bet in a lot of ceremonies it's it's a very well traditional very well made very well traditional film um so I have all quiet western front winning if R R won I wouldn't be surprised but yeah I don't know. I don't know if I want to, I've made a lot of changes today, so I don't know if I want to make another change. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for best score, Joyce, the nominees were Babylon, Women Talking, The Banshees of Inisherin, The Fablemans, and Pinocchio. And I have Babylon winning. Oh, um, you're going to go for another Justin Hurwitz. Yep. Um, What do I have? Oh my gosh, it's not saving. I have um I have Pinocchio. Good good bet. This is again this category at every ceremony is going to be incredibly competitive and you can make an argument for all five nominees, I think. A pretty pretty legitimate argument here for all of them. Yeah, these are all great scores. Um great scores of like Iconic composers who have had past award success. I mean, I can't argue any of that. You could have told me, you know, uh, Banshees wins here. I'd be sure. They love Banshees. Banshees winning five awards. <laughs> I mean, well, maybe. Eight nominations. <laughs> I'm, only uh, reason uh, I'm not convinced Babylon will win is because even though it had three other nominate or four other nominations, excuse me, uh, I'm not convinced they really loved it. <laughs> this group. I don't know. I think it would have, I think Chazelle would have gotten a nomination if they were like way in the tank for it. Well, I mean, they don't have to love the film just to. No, but I think a lot of now, I think everybody's too lazy. I think they want to just like double up on winners and everything. So the Pinocchio win makes sense because it's going to win animated feature. So why not? I mean, listen, they gave it to him for first man. And I think. The only other nomination I got was for Claire Foy. True. True. So, but the first man score is really great. Um, I gotta say, this one rules. I'm I'm so into Babylon, Joyce. You might might I mean, you might not have heard. It's just it's just kind of like a La La Land remix to me. The score, like it's good, but I'm just like okay, sure. My thing was, 
this is going to sound really dumb, but when I, I interviewed Justin Hurwitz, right? So that also helps. Of course, that's, that's why you're predicting him. But uh, one of the things I said to him was like, this movie is so indebted to like Wolf of Wall Street and Boogie Nights. And those movies had the benefit of needle drops. And Babylon doesn't really have a lot of needle drops because it's set in the 1920s. And even if it did have needle drops, you'd be like, what are these old songs? So he's got to like write score music that is as earwormy and good as like Layla or, you know, Sister Christian or whatever, you know. And I think he did. I just think it's an incredible like achievement to score. It's like really listenable. There's a lot of good like melodies. It is. I think I would like it a lot more if La La Land did not exist. Sure. Uh, so that was that category. Now we have Song Joyce. The nominees are Top Gun Maverick, Hold My Hand, Black Panther, Lift Me Up, Not Too Not Too from RRR, Carolina from Where the Crawdads Sing, and Chow Papa from Pinocchio. And I have Lady Gaga, a Globe favorite, winning for Top Gun Maverick and Hold My Hand. I do as well. Uh, feels like this is a great way to double up on Top Gun winning, right? Get two wins I'm, here. I'm going to have Top Gun going two for two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great song. I, I think, again, people are hope dicting RRR and not to not to, but I just wonder if it's going to be like a Husevic situation like we had discussed at the, like the short list time. Um, I have that and yeah, I have that in second and I have Lift Me Up in third i have that flipped i have lift me up in second and, and not to not to in third i i think like the other thing that might help um hold my hand is that it's also incorporated in the score or like the new score so if you're if you've been watching uh the movie um repeatedly you'll just hear the score or like the the music throughout and that like that's the tune the melody for the song are you on oh, mute oh <laughs> it was muted because i was singing it was new to mute i was like wait am i going deaf or are you no <laughs> i'm not even gonna do it again that was the one shot i had the falsetto i had it all it was great incredible um we don't have the rights to play that i guess that's any that's true yeah uh, that's it. That's filmed. So now welcome to the TV predictions here at the Golden Globes. We're so excited. Can't wait for the TV awards. We're going to start with drama series choice. Uh, Severance, The Crown, House of the Dragon, Better Call Saul, and Ozark. And I have Severance winning. I think that's the popular pick. It's right? in first place in our odds. Yeah. Um. So when I did these a month ago... I put my fave Better Call Saul in first. You gonna stick with it? Um. Hmm. My thing about this category is I feel like all of these nominees or not feel like, but like they did. They all missed a key nomination somewhere, right? At least one. Mm -hmm. So uh, none of them have shown overwhelming <clears throat> strength anywhere so i don't know if anyone is actually out in front so yes i see the case for severance winning and it makes a lot of sense um my alternate was actually house of the dragon 
I don't think it's out. I think it could really win. It's in third in our odds against the crown is in second. I mean, I have it in third because I had to put something in third. <laughs> but I think House of the Dragon could actually win. I do. Um, I don't. <clears throat> Maybe I'll put the crown in third. I don't know. Um, I can see <clears throat> like Better Call Saul winning just like Americans won for its last season, even though Americans was coming off of Emmy ones. And Better Girl Saul has never won an Emmy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can see them doing that. Um, Pretty competitive category. The only one in our odds that is kind of buried is Ozark. Yeah. They've never um, really liked Ozark anyway. So I guess I'm like, Severance is like an obvious pick because it's like the new thing and it was popular and it's an Apple show and they're going to spend money to campaign. But it doesn't feel like a show that would win here for some reason. So I haven't in first, but I'm not like confident in winning at all. Yeah, and I think it was predicted to get a lot more nominations, right? I think people had Brett Lauer in and Patty right. had, and they missed. So. so I'm not sure. Yeah, again, it's like all of these shows yeah. are missing at least one heavily predicted nominee. Right. The reason I thought House of the Dragon is because I think it's a consensus fave kind of thing. People watch. I just it feel like they, they never like Game of Thrones, right? But it's a new group choice. It's a new Globes. New uh, for drama actor choice: Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul, Adam Scott for Severance, Jeff Bridges for The Old Man, Kevin Costner for Yellowstone, and Diego Luna for Andor. I have Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul in first. My runner-up though is Diego Luna for Andor, which is a, a win I could actually see happening, but I'm not going to predict it. Sure. Um, I have my guy Bob, so I have my pair because they often like to do a pair of right. series and an acting win. Right. So this is my pair. That makes sense. I could see Bob winning without the show winning. That's what I'm predicting because I'll have a pair later. I think. I mean, yeah, because you don't need not everyone can be a pair unless you're just sweeping. Right. Uh, for TV drama actress choice, Zendaya, Imelda Staunton for The Crown, Emma Darcy for House of the Dragon. Laura Linney for Ozark and Hillary Swank for Alaska Daily. And while I really wanted to go Hillary Swank for Alaska, Alaska Daily, I'm sticking with Zendaya for Euphoria. I have Zendaya too. Um, I'm not very confident about it. Um, I can see them going with something else. Um, Me too, but I just don't think there's like a great alternate. I, I honestly, I can see them just giving it to Imelda. Like, if they're just... Like, we know they love The Crown, and even though this season was meh... Um, Could just do I, it. Yeah. And everyone... Well, the two people who've previously played Queen Elizabeth have won this already. Right. So they could just take care of her right away. <laughs> Maybe just get it over with. It's possible. It's certainly possible. Um, I have her in second, Yeah. And then, I, I have Hillary's Hillary in third. I have Hillary's second. <laughs> uh, for comedy series, Joyce, the nominees are Abbott Elementary, The Bear, Only Murders, Hacks, and Wednesday. And I have Abbott Elementary winning. Yes. Not much else to say here. Yeah. Um, the Only Murders winning. I I have The Bear in second. I have Same. Only Murders in third. third. And right. I sadly have uh, reigning champ hacks and fifth. I have it in fourth. I couldn't put Wednesday in fifth, uh, fourth for some reason. 
Uh, for best TV comedy actor, the nominees are Jeremy Allen White for The Bear, Steve Martin Only Murders, Bill Hader Barry, Martin Short Only Murders, Donald Glover for Atlanta. I have Jeremy Allen White winning for The Bear. Yes, this is another easy one. I think so. Feels feels right. So, like, he's easily going to win this and Critics' Choice. Right. I think. Nothing else to say. Congratulations, Jeremy Allen White. <laughs> For TV comedy actress, uh, the nominees were Jenny Ortega, Quinta Brunson, Gene Smart, Selena Gomez, Kelly Cuoco. I thought I was being really suave by putting Jenna Ortega in first. And it seems no, like everybody I, else- I did it on December 13th. So. Everybody else did too. I have her winning. I think she'll win. Uh, it's pretty close. She's the top choice, but actually Quinta Brunson is more of a top choice based on our picks. But I guess more people have Jenny in first. I don't know. Jenna. Uh, she just, Jenna I, I think like she's the, like the typical like ingenue first year show yeah. winner that has won this category frequently. Yeah. And I think uh, Quinta Brunson will get recognized when the show wins. So, you know, it's not as much of a need to give her a win here. Yeah. I mean, I would love it if Jean repeated, um, but I, I feel like it's, the least likely to happen at the Globes. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I mean, I know she already did at the Emmys. Um, so, <clears throat> I mean, Rachel Brosnahan defended a couple years ago, but that category, or like that year was also pretty weak. Um, I think that was the year they nominated uh, Candace Bergen for Murphy Brown. No offense to Candace Bergen, but you know. Yeah. Uh, for TV movie limited series choice, the nominees were White Lotus, Monster, Jeffrey Dahmer Story, Blackbird, The Dropout, and Pam and Tommy. And I'm going with White Lotus this one. Yeah, I they they only gave it one nomination last year for Jennifer Coolidge, but I think it's um you know this time the show got in, and it is an anthology so it's different than the first really it's not like a you know, i mean even though there's a, a shared character it's not like an ongoing series so maybe they did like the season more it's definitely more european flavor. one it's so. it's definitely more european uh i think it'll win i i i also think recency bias helps uh here a little bit so just ended um so yeah for for movie limited series actor I, it's Evan Peters for Monster, Taron Egerton for Blackbird, Andrew Garfield under the Banner of Heaven, Sebastian Stan, Pam and Tommy, Colin Firth for The Staircase. I have Evan Peters winning for Monster. Yeah, I think most people are going to have the same picks in limited series actor and actress. Not everyone, Joyce, because I have a tweak coming here in actor. You're going to have Jessica Chastain. You're damn right, I am. Uh <laughs> For limited series and TV movie actress, the nominees are Amanda Seyfried, Lily James, Jessica Chastain, Julia Garner, and Julia Roberts. And I have Jessica Chastain for George and Tammy. Let's go. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I have her in second. Um, I think she'll win. I just think it's, I, it's I'm not convinced that the show. <laughs> I, I'm not convinced that the dropout will have long legs here, or like it's been on for so long. I don't know. I just think again, recently I mean, it got bias. a series nomination. Yeah, no, I know. I just think recency bias. Recency <laughs> bias. 
Just so I, I thought you were going to say they would want to make it up to her because they didn't give her the globe for Tammy Faye. That's also in play, Joyce. That would be the great um, choice. I, I just, that, I think, if they had, done I, it. I think, I'm not confident that Amanda would be a winter sweeper, like people have before her after winning the Emmy, but I can just also see it happening because it is, uh. It's not the most visible show. The most visible show is Inventing Yano. But it is a highly visible show mm-hmm. that has performed adequately. Like it's it's getting the series nominations in places um yeah. it was expected to when people doubted it. So and she did win the Emmy. So I mean I have her in second. I would not be surprised if she won, but I'm gonna go Jessica Chastain to be. A Maybe you contrary. just have a thing against Amanda because you won with Lily James at the Emmys. I love Amanda, though, in the show. It's so strange. I did do that. Why? I, I don't know. I guess I'm just bored of everybody picking the same thing. I do love her on the show. She's great. She's better than Lily James on the show. For and yet you won't predict her. No, I'm going Jesse Chastain. Uh, and then for TV, drama, comedy, supporting actor, the nominees new are... New category. New category. The nominees are John Turturro, Henry Winkler... John Lithgow for The Old Man, Jonathan Price for The Crown, and Tyler James Williams for Abbott Elementary. And here I have my severance pair. I have John Turturro winning for Supporting Actor to match the series nomination. I think that's what most people have. So. Um, I I mean, this category is just white guys and Tyler James Williams. Um, Like old white guys. <laughs> Not old men. I I have John Lithgow. This is my wild card. He was my runner-up. I really want to put him in there, but because I think I need to match the series, I'm going with. Uh, so basically, I don't have Severance winning anything, which I mean, might be a mistake. It probably is a mistake. Maybe. But. I think Lithgow could win here, though. I definitely do. It just feels so globesy. Yeah. Um, I have Totoro in second um, and Henry Winkler in third. So here's the thing when they just used to have the one catch-all supporting category it was very tough for the comedic nominees the comedy nominees to win right like because they're up against drama and then the limited people which is 99.9 percent drama right you know so now it's split and this is comedy and drama so but i still think like it's hard for them to the dramatic performances yeah i do too uh for tv comedy drama supporting actress uh charlie ralph elizabeth debicki hannah einbinder julia garner and janelle james so what i just said though i don't agree with because i have charlie ralph winning for abbott elementary i i have her too but i have that off of her emmy win and speech right and then i have that as my pair with abbott right so I have Elizabeth Debicki in second. I do too. Uh, we have a few left here. Two left. Now here's the new category: TV limited movie, TV uh, limited and movie supporting actor. We have a worded very strangely on this, I would say, but a TV movie or limited series supporting actor: uh, Paul Walter Hauser, F. Murray Abraham, Richard Jenkins, Seth Rogen, and Domhnall Gleeson. Just have our our guy Paul Walter Hauser for Blackbird. I have him too. What a great performance. Love this guy. 
Terrible uh, character. It plays a terrible person, but uh, love this love this actor and performance. And then I have Damal Gleason in second. So I have a father and son being runner up at the Globes. Wow, nice. <laughs> I put F. Murray Abraham in second for White Lotus. He's just fun in the show. Just a good performance. I have him the last. <laughs> wow. And then for TV uh, limited or series or movie supporting actress. Jennifer Coolidge for The White Lotus, Nisi Nash Betts for Monster, Aubrey Plaza for The White Lotus, Daisy Edgar Jones for Under the Banner of Heaven, and Claire Danes for Fleischman in Trouble. And while I almost wanted to put Claire Danes in for Fleischman in Trouble, Joyce, because it is an absolutely fantastic show, I have Jennifer Coolidge winning for White Lotus, and I have Claire Danes in second. I can actually see Claire winning. Um, I have Jennifer in first, but... I think Claire could win too, but... I think Claire could win too. Like, they... You know, they gave it to her many, many moons ago for my so-called life. Yeah. When she was a wee teen. Um, and she does have like her episode, it's just all her. Like that is the definition of an Emmy tape. And I think with the new or the elimination of the unlimited ballot, we're going way ahead now. Um, but you know, they listen to us. They kill the unlimited ballot. And I think that would really help Claire Danes when Emmy time comes up. I'll tell you what. What show I'm going to be talking a lot about? Fleischman in Trouble. It's the best, Joyce. It was so good. It's such a Chris show. I watched it over break. And I'm like, this is such a Chris show. Oh, man. Lizzie Kaplan is amazing on it. I want to put her I mean, the last two episodes are the best. Um, The episodes are way too long. I thought it was... I loved the whole thing. I was like, this is like a movie, but a show. It's as good as most movies. No, movies that shows, no. That, like... I'm saying on my blacklist quality wise quality wise it is as good as any movie last year I would say not Top Gun Maverick but why obviously. can't why can't a movie be as good as a tv show why is it always a tv show has to be as because tv as is a lesser art form choice right no tv oh. is great okay tv is, is great don't I... don't don't dunk on tv <laughs> tv is your most intimate friend it's fine uh tv's fine a you lot should of not shows be allowed to do these predictions get out of here you can't you can't watch Succession this year, okay? Damn it! Come on. No, uh, I'm not. I'm not asking you to say TV is better. I'm asking you to show it some respect. I'll show it respect. That's I don't. I want to. I do respect. It's not it. like this is. This also goes back to like not, um, you know how Austin Butler is a breakthrough performer, breakthrough performer to a lot of people. Um, it's like, like yeah, he started on TV and like sure, yeah, there were like Disney and Nick shows, um, but like oftentimes people treat a breakthrough in film where people coming from tv and it's never the other way around like right. if someone's from movie going to tv no one's ever saying like they're a breakthrough performer in tv when they're right. coming from film i i guess i would say about tv i think in recent years there's a, like it's been in in fashion for a lot of uh, elite on on social media well yes like, because it's it's like the limited tv's better like, than movies and i don't believe well, yeah because more people are going like movie stars right. are going to do right. limited series i don't i just don't it, that it, it, it takes up less of their time than going series yeah. but i also i hate when these people call their show an x hour movie like it's a 10 hour movie right. no you're well, making a be, tv show <laughs> if you want to make a movie just make a movie to be very pleasant taffy uh brodeser Agner, who's the showrunner and writer did say that she thought like it would not work as a movie it needed the eight episodes because of the way it unfolds 
and it's and great the, those episodes were almost movie length so no they're not they're great it they're, was just, it's for a, over an hour it's a fabulous 30 show. this episode is like 68 minutes okay so good it's he's so very good in it but it's 68 oh, minutes loved it so much uh but anyway i have jennifer coolidge winning just because everyone else does but i like we're saying i would not be sure as claire danes won at all i also think jennifer was better this season than last season. Yeah, i agree she actually had way more to do. I didn't particularly like enjoy her in last season on White Lotus. She was much more of a comic relief. And I thought the other actress performances like we had talked about, she was never going to lose. But I would, if we were ranking them, I would put her like in the middle. Like there were better performances. Yeah, I like Alexandra Daddario in the first season. Yep. More. I thought Natasha Rothwell was really uh, great. And Connie Britton was really great. And you know I love Sydney Sweeney on that episode season. Jennifer Coolidge was fine, but like I understand why everyone loved her. She was like a meme machine. This season, I think she had a lot more to do and a lot more depth. She did, and she was basically the lead this season, even though it's still yes. an ensemble show mm-hmm. and they're all in supporting. But I, um, yeah. like she's she's the central character basically. Right. And then the finale, just you know, so many memes, so many memes. Uh. So that's it. Those are the globes, Joyce. We did it. What a great ceremony this will be. How many categories are you going to change in the next six days? I mean, maybe like one or two. I don't think maybe for, I don't I don't feel like a lot of these I think are like pretty chalk, honestly. So I'm just like going to stick mm-hmm. with that. And in the movie side, I could see moving off Elvis and going back to Avatar, frankly. But I don't know. I'll probably stick with Elvis. What if like it's just Fableman's and Spielberg? It could be, and then I think we would just like say, oh, it confirms. Ago. I mean, the thing with the Fablemans is, like, everyone I talked to over break who was like, I watched Fablemans, they were like, it's good. No one was, like, in love with it. No one thought it was bad. Everyone just like, it's That's good. why it's good for the preferential ballot. I don't know. I think that's also why it's not winning the plurality vote in a lot of these critics' awards, also because it's not cool. And I, I agree with that, and I also think that in the end, like, everything everywhere is way more polarizing than Fableman's. It still is. Even though people are kind of like pushing that through as the favorite now. I think it's in first in our odds, even for the Oscars. Well, yeah, but that's also because it's been just winning every single right. like 700 but I, critics award. You think it is more polarized. I, I honestly think like Top Gun and Elvis and Banshees, you could argue are as competitive if not you're as competitive as like everything everywhere and in, in, in that potential is a best picture winner yeah i mean they're all top four really right. um i i mean i can see some people not getting banshees it is a more dark and bittersweet yeah, it's not uplifting yeah. by the end really which i love like i don't need happy endings right um but yeah i, wanna- I can but it's not it's not confusing. I want to give you a give you a scenario before we sign off here. And go, we'll come back in a minute to do the sags. Uh Top Gun Maverick wins Golden Globe here for Best Picture Drama. Top Gun Maverick is nominated and wins at the PGA Awards and gets a SAG ensemble nomination. Does that make it the front runner for Best Picture going to the Oscars? I mean, yeah, I, I think PGA, not the Globe, is the real test right i mean pj is the test for everybody really <laughs> pj is the test for everybody but i'm like if if top gun wins at the globes people will be surprised and then people will be surprised mostly because they think they hate tom cruise the and globes. then it gets a sag ensemble nomination people will be shocked i think 
not us, because I'm predicting it, and you probably will too when we get to that. But no, I don't. Just... I don't know if they'll be shocked, but I, they might be shocked in the moment. But retroactively, it'll make sense. And then if it wins a PGA award, I'm like, this is going to go into the Oscars as like a best picture favorite. I think it could actually win. <laughs> Listen, it's the only, it's the only that and Glass Onion are the only movies my regular friends watched over break. It's a Top Gun is really the only movie I haven't heard one person say a negative thing about. Yeah. So I'm just saying it could happen. So maybe I'll put, put Top Gun like in first here. Yeah, th- those are, what else am I, who else told me what they watched? <laughs> I don't know. I still don't know a regular person who's seen the Fablemans. So uh, I, I showed it to my parents like on the screener. Uh, they thought it was fine. They were like, good movie, a little long. Wow. Did that disappoint you? No, I wasn't crazy. crying about it. They were like, you know, it was a little long. It is, but it goes back so quickly. I thought that too, but they were like, once they got, they were like, once it gets to the, I mean, they're kind of like hitting the oh, same Once point. it gets to the high school stuff. Yeah. And they were like, we needed to end, We ha- it ends. And I think they were like kind of pushing up against the David Lynch scene because it was just like, it already ended. The movie does end there. It is an epilogue, but it's an extra like eight minutes of movie five, you know, he's on screen for like three minutes and there's probably like five minutes of, you know, we got another three or four minutes of Dano. I don't know. It's like a longer epilogue. Yeah, it, well, it's a long scene in the apartment. Right. But yeah, he needs the pep talk from his dad. Uh, All right, Joyce, that's it. So we'll be back uh, in the same clothes for our SAG Award nominations predictions. Uh, Talk to you then. Bye. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at goldderby. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.